Can I make a prediction right off the top of this hour? Hour three. Good morning, everyone. Yes, you may. I think Oklahoma's going to beat Texas Tech this weekend. Ooh, a little hint of desperation. Now, both teams are desperate in this thing. That's true. That's true. I think OU's going on the road, and I think they're beating Texas Tech. How about at Kansas to follow that? Are they winning there? Let's wait and see what happens with prediction number one. <laughs> okay. Because prediction number two will have some time. Next week is my first trip with women's basketball, Josh. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm going with Ginny Baranchek and her crew. I can sense the team's excitement about it, too. I, I'm totally – they have no idea. It's like, who's that guy? Why is he here? Who's the guy that will not leave our meal? Uh, though it's a day of trip, which is fantastic. There is no – the day ofs are fantastic. Now, if we could have made that trip a little earlier in the day, it would have been fine. But I'm here for the day ofs, Coach. Hour 3 is brought to you by Mop and Roofing. Locally owned and operated and fully insured, licensed, and bonded. Mop and Roofing, serving all of Oklahoma. And they've been in business for over 35 years. If you missed Hour 1 of the Plank Show, you missed Patty Gasso. But I've got good news. It is available on the podcast page right now. Or you can go to Apple, Spotify, however you consume podcasts, and search K-R-E-F. I think, can I make another prediction? You may. Uh, it's prediction time on the Plank Show. Now, I want you guys to remember, I want you guys to remember where you hear this. Because most of my predictions, Josh, as we have learned, come to fruition. Yes, they do. I don't just desperately throw things out there to see if they stick. <laughs> Indeed. I don't know that you've gotten a prediction wrong since we've been working together. I, I definitely have it in 23. Um, I think we'll get some finality on the remaining players that have a decision to make for Oklahoma today. So, as we discussed earlier, Marvin Correct. Mims. Correct. David Aguebu. Correct. Is that uh, the only two names we're thinking? It's the only two that I can, uh, can, can come up with any sort of information on. So I think we're going to get some finality. I also will add this, Josh Helmer. What? Have you ever had a decision, Peyton Bowen-esque, where it truly came down to like the last second? Where yeah. you're, and it's like, hey, you got to make this decision now. And I'm not talking like Taco Bell or Bueno. I'm not talking, are we going to Sonic or are we going to McDonald's? I don't even know if I would say that I've had a decision in my life that came down to the, the final second right, like right, that. Right. But uh, I've had a, I, I've had a big life decision in my life that was in some ways impulsive. Okay, and. And that was the decision to transfer from Kansas to Oklahoma. Now, oh. it's wound up being a great life sure. decision, and I wouldn't right. change it or go back on it at all. But I can relate from that standpoint to where you're young, <laughs> you don't really understand the gravity, maybe, of the decision that you're making in the moment, and then all of a sudden some wheels are in motion, and there, there's no like, oh, well, uh, wait a second, I would like to change the decision, snap the fingers, it's like things are just happening. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've made a – that, that's okay. probably the biggest life decision of that ilk that I've that I've made. I think you're seeing that play out for a couple of dudes right now. For, for Oklahoma? Oklahoma? Yeah. Now, I've I've been staunch in my belief since we were in Orlando at the Cheez It Bowl that I thought Marvin Mims would be turning pro. I've been staunch in that. There's been one thing that I have consistently talked about and brought up. But 
I don't think anyone's just kind of tapped out and said, oh, well, he's turning pro. I think that there has been a, a constant want for him to potentially change his mind if not stay. So we'll see. But I think much like we got finality from Dylan Gabriel yesterday that he's coming back, I think we're going to get some finality today. And, you know, there might be some dudes. You know, I'm just looking right now at the portal. Dante Cephas, though, looks like he's off the pit. Tyler Broden, Andrew Anthony, you know, the kid that just jumped in the portal from Cal, Sturdivant, maybe, maybe one of the two or three Oklahoma State receivers who, for them, there might be at least a little bit of pause to see what does that look like, that room look like for Oklahoma at the receiver position. And maybe when they see that a Marvin Mims has declared for the NFL draft, maybe say if, if that's the if. Join us the in the portal, people. Right. If that's the case, we're in the portal here. Maybe suddenly you're like, ooh. So their number one guy is in the portal. All right, excuse me, is going to the NFL. Hmm. Well, suddenly interesting. Hmm. Now you can also get mad and say, took you long enough. He cost us rah-rah Thomas. If I'm just being hypothetical here. But yeah, I, I don't know. Just I, I think I'd I'd have my antennas up today if I was an Oklahoma fan. Well, and I think uh I've shared that sentiment with you here, Plank, but if I haven't, then we'll we'll do this again. Marvin Mims, if we get this decision today or over the weekend that He's, he's made up his mind to take his talents to the National Football League, which, again, makes perfect sense for him. Then these swinging and missing at wide receivers, sure, maybe, maybe we can connect and drive one out of the infield all of a sudden because there's nothing a skill guy likes more, right, than the opportunity to sell me, yeah, you're going to catch some, some passes in 2023 because guess what? We need somebody to come in here now and catch some passes. All right, you ready to uh, hit the top five stories today? Giddy up. Let's do it. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Newcastle. I thought I muted my mic. Newcastle Casino. We'll be there on Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. You know, I think the OTB will be running early, too. National Championship Monday. Let's go. That's right. National Championship Monday. Join us in Newcastle Casino. Um, their happy hour will start at 3 o'clock, but we'll be there. Blackjack, three-card poker, ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Baccarat, newcastlecasino.com, conveniently located, I-44, exit 107. Big story number five. Number five. All right, let's uh, spend a few moments here getting you caught up on all of the incredible news around DeMar Hamlin. Now, yesterday... The Bills had a press conference where they talked through, you know, everything with DeMar Hamlin, including Sean McDermott. Oh, is that me? Do I have music playing? Yes. <laughs> Hold on. Let's find out where that's coming from. Uh, still playing? Oh, wow. What the heck? is? Oh, there we go. The Sooner Sports Podcast. Okay. The wrong thing opened up. All right. Here we go. Sean McDermott talking about the GoFundMe for DeMar Hamlin. I'm not a big social media person, uh, but Josh did, did share something with me uh, via text that he saw today, earlier today, and, um, and I looked at it, 
and it was, um, maybe you've seen it, it's about what maybe DeMar's mom is going to share with him when he, <clears throat> when he wakes up. And um, it's amazing to, to know the impact that this has had on so many people. And for now, DeMar to be awake and his mom to be able to share that with him is it's incredible. Yeah, you're looking at what, almost $8 oh, million? Dollars. I can't stand here. I mean, I, I shouldn't say I can't stand. My heart can't handle grown men crying. It's terrible. In a movie, in life, I can't do it. Can't win with them. Uh, this morning, and I mean that from an emotional perspective, just so you know, because I'm getting old and sappy. Doctors did remove DeMar Hamlin's breathing tube overnight. He has been able to speak to his family and care team. He also FaceTimed into this morning's team meeting just to let the Bills know that he loved them. Oh, man. What a, what a 180. Here was Josh Allen on a I, – I guess – I guess now in sports you can just say whatever you want and there not be any repercussions. But Bart Scott went after T. Higgins for some reason on oh first take. This goodness. And Stephen Smith defended him, but whatever. Here was Josh Allen on the T. Higgins stuff. I haven't reached out to, to T. I hope that you know he got some relief today. And I, I saw some stuff on Twitter, and people should not be attacking him whatsoever. And I'm glad that Damar's family came out and said that. And I hopefully he found some some relief today because again that's that's a football play and I hope that he doesn't hold that upon himself because and there's nothing else that he could have done in that situation. Um uh, and, and we and oh. I appreciate him sharing that but I hate that we're even asking that question. Holy smokes. I know. I mean it was like a one in a it's like one of the lottery what happened to him in a, in the most negative way possible. Right. Right? The scary lottery. I mean look, Higgins did nothing wrong. There was nothing more than a conventional football play plank, and that's what was so spooky about this. So yep. that that stinks that that's even a narrative that anybody would try and, and and I get they're trying to allow the space for that to get squashed by the people that you know are most directly impacted his teammates, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But for, for that to be a national talking point is ridiculous, just absurd. One other note, uh, we, we kind of got a better understanding from Dr. William Knight, who was one of the cardiologists that was caring for DeMar Hamlin, and here's what he said. As everybody knows, Mr. Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest on the field, and it was promptly recognized by the Buffalo Bills medical staff, and that allowed for a very immediate uh, resuscitation on the field. And Dr. Timothy Pitts had the good news on the neurological side. This morning, uh, he is beginning uh, to awaken, uh, and it appears that his neurological uh, condition and function is intact. There you go. Wow. There you go. Unbelievable. Good stuff. All right. Good to hear all the good news. Damar Hamlin looks like he'll be able to live a good life from what we've seen so far. Fingers crossed. He's not out of the hospital yet. Breathing tube, tube removed, which now means we can talk about big story number four. Number four. So the Bills-Bengals game will not be resumed. The NFL vote, uh, owners are voting today on potential modifications to the playoff scenarios. Now, it looks as if with the Chiefs win, they're going to be the one seed. But that 
will simply mean they'll get the bye. It doesn't mean they'll have home field for the championship game because of all the scenarios that we've seen, Josh, if it's Bills-Chiefs in the AFC championship game, then it will be at a neutral field. Where right? do you – yes, correct. If it's uh, Cincinnati – Kansas City. If it's Cincinnati, Buffalo, it will be at a neutral oh. field. All of those. I didn't even think of anyone else but Kansas City getting there. Sorry. All of those uh, teams involved, it would be played at, or at least that's. I don't even know that that's official. That is a. That's an option. That that sounds like they're seriously the NFL seriously seriously considering. What what is in your mind? I don't know that there's the right solution here, but do you lean one way or another? We've seen all sorts of ideas floated out about there, right? This one being one of them, right? Right. The other being uh, the Hasselbeck idea where Kansas City, okay, you you get the one seed, now you get to choose home field, or you get to choose the bye. Is there, or just traditional, Kansas City, not great that this situation played out the way it did, but Kansas City's the one seed. Based on winning percentage, there's no changes. Let's play it out like that way. Do you have a strong leaning in any one way, shape, or form how this should go. Because I'm a Chiefs fan, and I'm pretty split, honestly, right. just emotionally on it. I don't like the idea of Kansas City getting some benefit out of this game not having been played. I, I hate that angle to it. And yet, honestly, there is a, I think, fair argument to be made that, well, you can't totally punish Kansas City either for having played in one one more game. There's not a simple solution to any of this. But where do you stand with Where do I stand on this right now? Um, I wish there was a way they could play this game and push back the playoffs. I know that's not going to happen. There's – that's – we, for some reason, have always obsessively needed this week off between the uh, championship game in the playoffs, and I understand that everyone kind of has a bad feeling around it because of what happened. But, I mean, what if the Bills and the Bengals play again in the playoffs, which is definitely a possibility. I think it would be the second-round game, right? Um, I, I just I feel like they need to play that game in next week. That's me. That's how I feel. I don't think you can just cancel it. But, again, I completely understand, right? That that this isn't heartless, Chris Plank. This is this again is pretty important. Now you might say, but it doesn't affect, uh, but it affects one of the most important things of the season. It affects home field advantage in the one seed in the playoffs. And oh, by the way, the AFC North. Title. Sure, you know we we've had this is a scenario and a situation unlike we've ever seen before. But we've dealt with weather issues that have postponed games, and college football has had to push games to the end of their schedule. You know, unfortunately, the NFL doesn't have a ton of flexibility. I know it's not a popular opinion, but yeah, that's what that's what I would pick, Josh. I would say we got to play the game, but we know that's not going to happen. So I take that scenario out, and Chiefs are the one seed. And I'm sorry, you guys weren't able to play the game. We'll just go to a neutral field. I think it's the best scenario possible that they could come up with. It sucks. Right, it's heartbreaking that you, this week that we've had an incredibly uplift. Can't even imagine being those guys in that locker room to see it, to watch it happen right in front of you. But yeah, just tough call. I don't know if there is a right answer. Yeah, this just and this is, I think, uh, I don't know. Maybe yesterday was the first day we really started diving into what the future of all of this could look like. 
there is never going to be a solution that satisfies everybody, right? Yeah. That's just the uniqueness of this, the difficulty of the situation, the fact that the game is not going to be played. There's just there's no option that's going to appease everybody, and that's just the reality of it. And ultimately, I think that's okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything more to add on to I I have one more quick little cut here. I mean, I know it's 11-19 and we're running behind already, but would it be the Newcastle Casino top five stories of the day if we weren't running behind and making Drake mad at us? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. I guess now they're starting to build up this offseason storyline again that he could be playing his last game ever at Lambeau Field. Yeah, I mean, for sure, just because you don't know what the future holds. But when I think about that, it's nothing but gratitude, not remorse or sadness. Just gratitude for the time that I've been here, the amazing memories that I've had on this field. There have been a lot of great moments, but, you know, I'm still undecided. Uh, uh, we're all undecided about the future, and we're just going to enjoy uh, Sunday night and hopefully have some more to play for. There you go. Huge game there. Massive. Lions, Packers, Packers winning you in. Winning you in. Lose, and suddenly it opens the door for the Lions and the Seahawks. Yeah, what uh, Detroit needs win and Seahawks. Right. Loss? Loss, right. Okay. Seahawks need win over Rams. Lost by Packers and they're in. Talked to LJ Collier yesterday for a little bit. He was pretty fired up about their game this weekend. I asked him if he was going to the championship game, and LJ said, I really thought about it. Yeah, we got a pretty good game, pretty big game on Sunday. So wait, the Seahawks need a win and a Packers loss? Yeah. And the Lions need a win and a Seahawks loss. That's right. So that's kind of interesting that Seattle's rooting for Detroit. And right. Detroit's right. obviously not rooting for Seattle. Yeah, it's like lose. Lose to the Rams. Come on, Baker, you're a boy. All right, big story number three. Number three. So it's been a weird, like, 24 hours in Michigan, right? Because you had that weirdly worded release about Jim Harbaugh and nobody can predict the future, but I'm coming back. And then Adam Rittenberg, by the way, I'm working with Adam Rittenberg today, so I'll there get you the go. Nice. on this, uh, reports that, along with Mark Schleyball, that the NCAA is investigating – Michigan for alleged violations during the COVID recruiting debt period. The violations include impermissible contact with recruits, as well as the use of defensive analysts for on-field coaching activities. Sources told ESPN that Harbaugh's cooperation with NCAA enforcement is being examined as well. He could face penalties that include a multi-game suspension. So in other words, they didn't cooperate. (laughs) Or gave false information. Same thing that they got Scott Frost on with the analyst on the field. But if he was lying to investigators, I'm sure they're gonna I'm sure they're gonna hammer down on that. This is the dumbest thing of all time. Ridiculous. Agreed. If you're not going to enforce anything with name, image, and likeness, I'm sorry. I don't care about this. Stop it. <laughs> this is so down the importance meter. If the enticement portion of name, image, and likeness is not something that the NCAA will try to enforce then this type of infraction it's it's laughable it's yeah. laughable that they will police this right but not the much more impactful piece of the college athletics puzzle like, ridiculous i like the person wearing a mask in their car when they're by themselves it's like what are you protecting yourself from what are you protecting yourself from with this right what are you doing i mean come on no offense by the way no offense if you choose i very carefully worded that no offense if you choose this to is, do that. This is like the NCAA saying, hey, guys, see? Told we're, you. We're doing, we're doing some stuff. work. We're protecting you from these evil Michigan Wolverines and their um, 
in, a, impermissible a, contact and allowing a defensive analyst on the field. <laughs> it's it's what I'm saying. It's so laughable. Texas A&M bought a recruiting class, but we'll keep that defensive analyst off the field. <laughs> by God, thank you. Ridiculous. All right, a uh, quick big story too. Number two. Oh, you hoops this weekend. I've got a really good feeling, Josh. I've got a really good feeling about Saturday night for Oklahoma and Texas Tech. Uh, in fact, uh, Mark Adams just announced a couple of their guys might not be available. So there's that. Look out. Uh, but you get OU and Texas Tech tomorrow night. And what's a great day for college basketball, man. You're starting to get into the heart of conference season. But uh, OU and Texas Tech on Saturday afternoon. Hold on, I was double-checking the tip time. I think, what, 5 o'clock? With a tip time on Saturday night? This is such a massive game for OU. If they can just – one of the next two. I know you haven't won in Kansas since, uh, I don't know, the Ice Ages, but if you can get one of these two road games would just be all of a sudden. I know that one and three is not the start you're looking for to begin Big 12 play, but you stay afloat. Stay afloat in terms of an NCAA tournament at-large bid if you can just get one of these two. Yeah, they need a uh, they need a big win. Oh, Dude, I talked to Jeff Goodman yesterday, and I asked him his thought. Oh, 6 o'clock. I'm sorry. I po- Thank you. I was thinking uh, Mountain Time. No one's buying that. 6 o'clock tip for OU and Texas Tech tomorrow night. I asked Jeff Goodman why he thinks that Oklahoma struggles with, with, with fans from, I guess he's what, Field of 68 now? Is okay, cool. I'm going to play it for you. When yeah, you let's hear it. But uh, anyway, OU, Texas Tech, and then, of course, OU women. At home on Sunday against Iowa State. You want to give away some tickets to that? Let's do so. It, okay, so these are actual physical tickets. Yeah, we've got them. We got them right here. And if you want to, you've won a, uh, you want a pair of tickets to the OU Iowa State game on Saturday. I think it's. Is it anything specific on seating on the tickets? Let me look here. I know this Gwen is- Plank wants to go, so you might want to pull back one pair of tickets. General admission. Oh, there you go. There you go for OU Iowa State. Simply hit us up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Text Coach B. Coach B. Coach B. There you go. Um, or Coach Jenny. I want to see how many different ways you would text spell Jenny. <laughs> yeah. So, there. Baranchek. Big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Official Dylan Gabriel is back. Now, there had been some concerns about it after his post game after the Texas Tech loss. People will want to know, do you plan to return next season? Just uh, too fresh. I'm just – I'll figure that out real soon, though. So after that, you just didn't know, right? And then there was the rather cryptic way in which Jeff Lebby answered his question at the bowl prep. But Dylan Gabriel makes it official. He's coming back. Oklahoma adds a player from the portal in a little offensive line depth as we say Hello to Caleb Schaefer, who had started 30 games with Miami over the last couple of seasons. so Miami of Ohio. That's right. Make that very clear. Thank you. Uh, he could have a second year of eligibility. Actually, I said 20, 30, 35 games he started. Mm-hmm. 6'5", 333 with Robert Conjol and Chris Murray moving on. Uh, Schaefer will help uh, add a little bit of depth inside with McKay Matar and Savion Bird. And we also know that Oklahoma has an offer out in the portal to wide receiver Andrell Anthony out of Michigan. So there we go. When we come back, what's going on in Stillwater? And speaking of what's going on, what's going on in Austin? 
where we're two hours and 27 minutes in and we haven't talked about the official firing of Chris Beard. We'll get into it next right here on The Ref. All right. Um, whoa. Congratulations. We got uh, we got people listening today, Josh. This is always a good sign. It does feel nice. We're doing our part to paint the LNC. LNC. Thank you. Why do, what is wrong with me, dude? I was I was just talking to Drake. I got to talk to Drake in a while. So we were talking about equipment, and he gave me some good news on IB. So, yeah, now all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh. Uh, congratulations to our winners. I feel good about the excitement surrounding Oklahoma in the um, in the showdown with Iowa State. Did so- someone just texted to uh, Joshua Josh Ellison hits the portal again? <laughs> he done been in the portal. He's in the portal, dude. <laughs> Is did he make a second announcement? I mean, had, hadn't Hayes Fawcett already announced that before? Didn't, haven't we been through this? Now, he played in the bowl game, so maybe it was one of those situations where he was thinking about it. But, yeah, I mean, that that's a guy that I've had on our list of, of in the portal for a minute now. So, yeah, that's not – I'm not breaking. And um, I would also add the, the big news out of the portal today is that Oklahoma has added yet a little bit more offensive line depth with the addition of Miami of Ohio's Caleb Schaefer. I feel pretty good from what I've heard about Matthew Lee, the big offensive lineman, the center out of UCF. I I don't know if that would mean that Andrew Ray might shift to a guard. Boy, that could you imagine that? You get a, a talented center in Lee, and Rame's been really good, but Rame's had to learn how to be a center. And he's an excellent offensive lineman, so maybe you shift him to guard. So suddenly you've got suddenly you've got Josh. If now now again, Matthew Lee isn't in yet. I'm just theorizing here. But you put Matthew Lee at center, you've got Raym at one guard, you have a bit of a rotation in Savion Bird or maybe McCade Matar at the other guard, and then at the tackles, I mean, you feel pretty good about what you saw in the bowl game. I know Aaron Parks, he has work to do, and obviously you're going to be without one of the two Jakes, Jacob Sexton, for a while. But suddenly, Josh Helmer, you're in a situation where you're feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Well, Coach Bill Biedenboe, Oklahoma, they uh, – have kind of made a living out of transfers here lately, right? They have. have this uh, is correct. Have done well with uh, McCade Mataya, uh, Chris Murray, Wanye Morris. So those three, I mean, have turned into big-time definite difference makers and starters for Oklahoma. And uh, once again here, a couple of names that we'll see, right? See if Schaefer turns into somebody that's uh, a bona fide difference maker. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who's so- the other name that we were just talking about? Um. Not Sh- not Schaefer. There's another offensive lineman. Oh, the center, Lee. Yes, yeah. yes. Thank you. That that isn't official yet, but seems like there's because of the connection a really good chance, right? Guyton and Guyton too. Let's not forget about Tyler and Guyton. Yeah, I think that's who I was mentioning, and I just never said his name. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, so Joshua Ellison tweeted today that he's officially in the portal. So what was the what was the big edit for then earlier? I'm I'm very confused. 
because, I mean, didn't you didn't you already announce that you were going in the portal, and now I guess this just a fit. Why do we need so many damn announcements? Do your thing. Let's go. All right. Um, congratulations to him wherever he goes. And real quick, someone asked a question about Marvin Mims. I think it was uh, off the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. What if Marvin Mims, this is from Sugar Shane in Newcastle, transferred out west? How do you think the fan base would react? Okay. um, He's not transferring. He's either turning pro or coming back to Oklahoma. And I think... I think that's a situation where, bottom line, more than anything else, you're you're probably seeing him go, right? So, good luck. It's hypothetical, I know, Shane, but he's not. So, don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby, because that's not a conversation we need to have. All right, you're right. Someone had brought up that I had mentioned the Jeff Goodman conversation about indeed re, uh, attendance and i got that I've, i haven't quite queued it up yet but i'll give you a choice here josh would you rather hear because goodman's coming up after the break and more of your text would you rather have a little robert allen here on what's going on with oklahoma state in the portal yes okay. I, I missed it this morning i'd like to hear some all of right that. here we go here is what robert allen said this morning with toby Rowland, which is also available on the podcast about whether or not this is a systematic issue with Oklahoma State involving the, the, the portal issues we've seen the last few days? I don't think there's anything systemic. Um, you know, I look at J.P. Richardson, and I, I talk to his dad, Bucky, and, and J.P. wants to be a 1,000-yard receiver, and he doesn't think he can be that with Brennan Presley there in front of him. Um, Bryson Green's dad, and I'm talking about the, the three most recent receivers, Bryson Green's dad was not happy Oklahoma State recruited DeJon Stribling from Washington State out of the portal. Uh, he's going to play Bryson's position. And, you know, I don't know where these parents get off, but if you're not going out and recruiting every year players to come in and compete mm-hmm. inside your program, you're cheating the players that are already there. Because that's how you develop players. You bring in good competitive uh uh, position players that can battle them for the job, and it makes both players better. That's the way this this whole thing works. Um, and then with Stephon Johnson, I think uh, I think Stephon's going to end up at Colorado. Um, his dad's a seven on seven coach. Uh, I really hate to lose Stephon. I think he's going to. I think he's a tremendous talent. So, in other words. You're looking at, in all three of these guys, some individual situations that played out. Green, his dad was mad, so it kind of carried things over. And obviously there seems to be a tie between Johnson and Colorado. All right. Um, boy, you're really having to work the Air Comfort Solutions text line for these gives for these giveaways. I, I do. I have to. Wow. Trying to take care of the people, man. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. All right, quick break. When we come back, what did Jeff Goodman have to say about the potential for uh, improving attendance at Oklahoma? You'll hear next. They lose to Iowa State, but the story isn't about the game. It's about the crowd and what was a really sad crowd last night. I know you've been to Norman. I know you've, you've talked to Joe C. a lot. 
There is no man full of more energy and vigor than what we see from from um, Coach Moser, P- Porter Moser. What needs to happen at OU to get this fan base juiced? I know they're 0-2 in Big 12 play, but Jeff, what can we do to try to get this fan base juiced? Because you got to have home court advantage in the Big 12 or you're in big trouble. Yeah, I think the hard part is, again, the league is just so tough top to bottom. But, you know, you're missing an electric player. You're missing a guy that everybody wants to see. And, you know, listen, when I came, you know, years ago, I came plenty to see Blake uh, in those couple of years. And it was just so much fun watching, you know, when you have a, a big time player like that, a big time recruit, that's kind of what Porter hasn't gotten yet. Right. And it's early for him, but I think that's what he he's going to need because you look around the league, right. And everybody else seems to be getting them for the most part. Baylor's getting them. Now we know that Texas was getting them. Texas tech is killing it um, in the portal and, and they've done a good job. I think Oklahoma needs to get a little bit of, of play. Like, Porter's got it, but he needs to get a little bit more of it um, with, with, with his personnel and players. That was Jeff Goodman from the Big 12 Today show on SiriusXM. Your, your thoughts, Josh? Question mark? I'll be honest. I'm in another universe trying to okay. work this giveaway. You're, you're working this giveaway. Give me a cliff notes. The, and I'll share the my best with you. thing that that happened to this show was a giveaway. It's also the worst thing that's happened to I'm this so show. Sorry, I just got to be transparent. I, <laughs> Thanks, Perry. Thanks, Trav. I appreciate it, man. Uh, no, basically, they need a dude. They don't have a dude that Agreed. everyone wants to go see. Agreed, 100. percent And I think I said as much earlier this week that this program needs a star now. Unfortunately, the reality is it's not easy to, you know, they've got some nice players sure. on this team. It's hard to have Buddy Heald, right? It's tough to have Blake Griffin. Not every single year do you have those guys. I think, Plank, I think Kansas won a national championship last season without that player. I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. But again, that's Kansas basketball, a little bit of a different universe. But I just – I. In the middle of a day that was absolutely wrought with conversations about Chris Beard finally getting fired by Texas and what it means going forward, I snuck in a little OU talk. It's what we do. It's what I do. I I think it's a good point. Now, some would argue that you went to games watching Trey Young and Blake Griffin play when it wasn't necessarily filled to capacity. Sean brought up a great point yesterday. I'm going to the women's game on Sunday. I'm going to go walk around and check it out. But there's the Final Four, the the championship celebration, right, of getting there. And there's a John Helsley article about, hey, we need to get fans to the LNC. Yeah, it's not anything that's new. But I thought that was good. you know. And, and maybe that's not suddenly something to where you're going to have the place packed. But must-see TV still matters, and people will still be there. Um. All right, it's 11.48. I do want to get to the best of the Air Comfort Solutions text line before we get out of here. We had a couple here before the break. 405-651-3439. Then we'll wrap with it. Is Steelman on the road today? He is, yes. He's out and about. Oh, look at that. That means I don't have to rush to break down. That's when I take my time, and the next thing you know, it's 30 minutes after the show, and I'm still sitting here. He is over at Riverwind. Oh, of course he is. It's his home away from home. Sooner Dot writes, in my opinion... Players should only get to transfer one time without sitting out. 
Need to get rid of the grad transfer and not sitting out five years to play four seasons sooner dot. 5-8-0. Free agency destroyed baseball. Now it's destroying college football. I understand, but it should be a one-year sit. Yeah, and again, there is that with the one-time transfer and then the grad transfer, right? It's pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. You have an opportunity to go somewhere, and if you're not happy, then you can use your grad transfer if you're graduated or vice versa. Um, guy from Geyer, Mims, quote-unquote, should go to the NFL. Plank is a Raiders fan. Would you draft him as a Cowboys fan? You know America's team. I absolutely would not. Now, I didn't say he should go to the NFL. If Marvin Mims called me and said, what should I do? I'd say, come back. Now, he might be getting poor advice from you or I, though. <laughs> right. This, this would be very homeristic advice on my front. Marvin Mims was projected as a first-round pick heading into the season by draft nerds. Now, I don't think anything this season happened to hurt that. I just think people realized, oh, there's a couple of other dudes at the receiver position that it might be higher ranked than him. He'll get drafted. Absolutely, he'll get drafted. But I wish from a very selfish perspective he could come back and maybe what he has heard – Maybe what he has heard is that there's really nothing more he can gain. I I draft him. I draft. But then again, though, I don't. You know, I don't really know. I don't really know if is he going to be a slot guy in the NFL. Are they going to try to make him speed guy in the NFL? I don't know. Three one six writes. Clemson proved why we should want Arnold to sit a year. Cade Klubnick over DJU is a great example. Everyone wanted him to start, and he is very talented, but. His first start in their bowl game, he struggled and showed freshman mistakes. It's good to sit and learn. OU fans have to stop thinking Caleb Williams is the norm. He is the exception. Well, and so is Trevor Lawrence, too, by the way. And, oh, by the way, Caleb Williams, we were talking about some not very great performances versus Iowa State in the second half versus Oklahoma State. That wasn't all that great. And the trip to Baylor, that wasn't necessarily great. Sure. So, as much as there was the – Caleb Williams being Caleb Williams, right? The play versus Kansas, the uh, Texas, Texas comeback, TCU Tech. I mean, yeah, there was some great in there. Oregon was really good. There, there was, was some, some really bad. Right. There was some freshman quarterbacking in there too. And then one more quick one. For those of you who get carried away about wanting the best at quarterback, the 405 rights. I was a student during the 2013-2014 seasons. Trust me. The QB play can get a whole lot worse. And I say this as Blake Bell's biggest fan. I am old enough to remember doing talk shows in Tulsa whenever all of y'all were telling me, J-Rod, you can attest to this. Boy, when Blake Bell gets here, now we've got our quarterback. Belldozer, we had something special, and the dude has carved out an incredible NFL career as a tight end. But sometimes it doesn't always pan out like you want at the quarterback position. Quick break. We're back to wrap it up next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, so Steelman's coming up next from Riverwind. With this being a Friday edition of the Plank Show, we're spending Monday at Newcastle. So Ooh, very excited exciting. about that. I like, uh, I like being out there. I like the, It's kind of nice to have a road trip to start the week, right? Uh Good stuff on the Air Comfort Solutions text line today. Did we finally give everything away, Josh? Did we finally get I's dotted and T's I'm crossed? I'm still waiting on a couple of responses back, but we, we more or less have. <laughs> We've done well. I saw it. We, it was probably just in uh, 
as far as this show is concerned and just a kind of passing mention of, hey, we got some tickets to give away. It was one of the most immediate responses we've ever had. Only then to say to a couple people, hey, congrats, you won. It was, ah, you know, I don't really. <laughs> it's, it's always a little bit of a hurdle or two, isn't it? Like, wait, hold on. Let me see. Ah, I've, I've actually got something going on that day. But I do appreciate that, right? I do appreciate that. So the women's team home on Sunday. Men's team Saturday night at 6 o'clock against a Texas Tech. And I, again, my big prediction, I think we're going to learn something about Marvin Mims today. So if – you know, you consider one of the final two dominoes for a 2023 roster conversations uh, in guys that we don't know if they're going to be back or not. The Marvin Mims decision, I think, is is coming today. So we'll wait. And I think he's turning pro. But who knows? Maybe he can change his mind. Maybe maybe decides to stick around. Regardless, OU still working that portal hard at receiver. The offer out to the Michigan kid. Get the Miami of Ohio offensive lineman to recommit, and we'll wait and see if the UCF center decides to come to town. Everyone have a great rest of your day. Steel Man is all over it with Parker Thune coming up next on The Ref. Have a great weekend.